Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Welcome to another edition of Leadership Matters, a show that aims to support the leadership development of current and future public and nonprofit leaders. Each episode is designed to inform leaders and inspire solutions. I'm Tom Wall, and I'll serve as the moderator of our discussion today. I work with the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities and for the Strategic Change Initiative. We work together to help organizations to strengthen and transform themselves to help them to ensure a more successful future. My good friend, Hope Lou, will serve as our guest panelist today. Hope, would you take a moment and please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Thanks, Tom. I'm Hope Liu, and I'm the Director of Organizational Learning at the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities. Wonderful. It's good to have you with us. And Hope and I are both very pleased to have four very special guests with us today. Each of our guests is responsible for designing and implementing plans to meet the learning and development needs of their respective organizations. Now, it's been said that the topic of leadership development has perhaps never been more important than it is right now. We have to learn how to prepare our leaders for their work within our organization, but we also have to learn how to prepare our leaders to work with other leaders from other organizations, to work together with others to help them meet the changing needs of our communities. With us today to discuss these topics are Myrna Malavi, the Chief Human Resource Officer from ACH Child and Family Services, Amy Leigh Sanchez, the Chief Clinical Officer for Hillsides, Nancy Toscano, the Chief Operating Officer from UMFS, and Stacy Trzynski Carlson from Nexus. It's good to have all of you with us today. Let's begin by giving everyone a chance to get to know a little bit about each of your organizations. Myrna, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about the work of ACH Child and Family Services and about the greatest challenges that you have faced. Hi, Tom and, and Hope um, and everybody on the call, and thank you for having me. Um, so ACH is based in Forward, te- Texas. We are a 104-year-old uh, agency, and we provide services from residential services, including a soon-to-open uh, residential treatment center. We do foster care and adoption, counseling, uh, and through OCOK, one of our divisions, we are the first contractor with the state. Uh, managing the network for intake and placement in a community-based care system uh, that allows us to improve the outcomes for our children in the region. And we also expect to soon be doing case management uh, somewhere in the next year for the state. From a learning and development perspective, um, for me it's difficult to wrap it up in one single challenge, but a lot is linked to balancing all of the training requirements that our staff has uh, that forces us to continuously provide and build quality training that is engaging, that it's interesting in the content that we're giving, that build real capabilities in people, and also making sure that staff knows that real learning happens outside of the classroom and really in the job. So for our mm-hmm. leaders to have the right coaching and mentoring skills, uh, it's going to be very important so that they can promote and observe behavior and, and support learning and change. 
sorry, and change. Um, so that, that, that would be. Thank you. Amy, tell us a little bit about the work of Hillsides and the greatest learning and development challenges that you have faced. Thank you, Tom and Hope. It's a pleasure to be here. And like Myrna um, from ACHA, Hillsides also has, well, traces its roots to a charitable organization. We are once an orphanage, turn of the 20th century, out here in Pasadena, um, which is located in Los Angeles County, California. And starting with the orphanage, looking at taking care of abandoned and abused children back in the day, it's the four Ds that, on how we got kids in terms of having them with our orphanage, and it was disease, divorce, um, and I forget the other two Ds. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, death was one of them. I do know that. And since then, have evolved into a robust organization like ACH, providing a spectrum of services, prevention, early intervention, all the way to intensive hospital diversion, and what that means is we're in the community providing case management, intensive services, crisis intervention, mental health services, and offering also a short-term residential treatment program um, and a hospital diversion program um, sprawled throughout L.A. County. And one of the biggest challenges that I see um, that we face as an organization and for the leaders of behavioral health in the community-based setting is how do we maintain the agility, the capacity to respond to a rapid cycle of change without destabilizing the workforce and simultaneously uplifting um, the workforce morale to keep them engaged and retain. The workforce for us is sort of the pulse and the heartbeat of how we provide quality services to clients, families, and communities. And so we find this to be centered around the biggest challenge that we face as things are changing every day. And I know it's almost ubiquitous. We hear that all the time, but we feel it now. Sure. Outstanding. Well, thank you, Amy. Nancy, tell us a little bit about the work of UMFS and the greatest uh, learning and development challenges that you have faced. Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, UMFS is a statewide nonprofit uh, child and family serving organization. We're based in Richmond, Virginia. Our services, too, have evolved over our 120-year history, um, but some things haven't changed. We have always served uh, high-risk or vulnerable children and always with the belief that children do better in the long run if they're with family. So sometimes our work is to find or create families, and we do this through treatment foster care and various adoption programs. Um, sometimes our work is to help heal a child and family, and we do that through our Child and Family Healing Center, which is a residential program, therapy programs, adoption, family preservation, and, and several other programs. And sometimes our work is focused on providing a solution to a family for a child who isn't succeeding in like a mainstream arena. So we do this through providing highly specialized education and vocational services for children who who need that. Uh, Our greatest learning challenge relates to something I believe we do pretty well. 
but it still remains a challenge because we have to give it constant attention to make sure it permeates throughout the organization. We want an authentic learning culture. And what that means to us is that we need a safe environment for staff to experiment, pilot, innovate, explore, and fail. And the failing for us isn't a negative thing. It really is a part of learning. So our leaders set the tone, but we just need to keep giving it constant attention, uh, especially as new leaders join us, to make sure they're walking the walk and supporting that culture consistently. Outstanding. Thank you, Nance. Stacy, tell us a little bit about the work of Nexus and the greatest learning and development challenges that you've faced. Yes. Thank you, Tom and Hope. Um, Thank you for having me. So Nexus is a national nonprofit that serves youth, families, and communities across five states through our educational and vocational programs, community mental health services, foster care and adoption, and residential treatment programs. So a few key components of our Practice model in our practice model in our organization include being relationship based, individualized and strength focused, cultural responsive, trauma informed, family driven, and outcomes driven. And this belief mm-hmm. is not just for those that we serve, but for our staff as well. And as we continue to develop and grow, we truly believe and and want to see every employee at Nexus succeed and. And this starts with a solid training and and development program. So currently, I believe our greatest challenge is developing skilled and competent leaders and supervisors. Most of our frontline supervisors are promoted within, which, I mean, which is wonderful. But they often lack skills essential to improving individual and organizational performance. So, for Mm -hmm. example, um, increasing employee retention, increasing employee morale and engagement, uh, improving communication both within and across, and aiding in the development of others. So, a main focus has really been creating and developing a training for our leaders and supervisors that focuses on those critical administrative, interpersonal, and leadership skills essential to developing and fostering our workforce. you know, a couple other things that we're really focusing on and seeing challenges is with is low learner engagement and motivation. So how can we increase this? How can we get our learners motivated? Um, developing sure. and delivering consistent trainings throughout our agency since we are across five states providing an array of services. Um, and then providing learning opportunities to all levels of our organization, not just focusing on our frontline staff, our leaders, but, you know, our nursing staff and our case managers and, and also across all generations. Um, so well, it's, it's going to be fun to discuss all these topics. Thanks to all of you for the introduction. We have to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to ask Myrna and Amy to share some of what they've learned about developing leaders. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858 858- 
858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. We're back. I'm Tom Wall, and with me is our guest panelist, Hope Liu, and our special guests, Myrna Malavi, Amy Lee Sanchez, Nancy Toscano, and Stacy Trushensky Carlson. In the last segment, Myrna, Amy, Nancy, and Stacy were giving us a bit of background on the work of their respective organizations. In this segment, we're going to hear from Myrna and Amy. Myrna, developing leaders is an area of extremely high interest in our field right now. What learning and development challenges have you addressed around working to develop your leaders at ACH Child and Family Services? Well, Tom, I'm very passionate about this one, and uh, Stacy spoke a little bit about um, a similar challenge. So um, ACH can be very proud of having grown and continue to grow supervisors from within. You know, providing yeah. career development is an important factor in retention, Right. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, we did not have a common understanding of what great leadership looked like at ACH. So perhaps someone, uh, some of those promotions who were based on strong technical skills or connecting with clients, um, we were not providing supervision or leadership development. So um, uh, we found some struggles with growing strong employees into great leaders. Uh, two years ago, we, we embarked in, in developing uh, our leadership brand, uh, and we developed our own seven leadership competencies, uh, so a framework that we call Leading the Way. That is helping us a lot uh, in shaping uh, how our staff grow, from, grow their leadership skills from being individual contributors to being team leaders or being organizational influencers. So we start with the premise that everybody can be a leader regardless of hierarchical position. 
those uh, leadership uh, qualities also define what ACH is. It's what leadership is not at ACH. Uh, they were linked mm-hmm. to our culture. And uh, and they are helping strengthen it. Uh, we launched this with um, with a, what we call development maps. So these were ideas that people can use um, to develop themselves on the job through coaching or through training. Uh, the feedback has been really good. Uh, people like having the having in front of them what leadership is for us, uh, and this has come with a good program uh, uh, to develop. Well, what specific uh, leadership development opportunities are you offering now within your organization, and how are they working for you? Yep. So we started uh, with um, with inviting community leaders to talk about these leadership qualities, and this we did all through the through last year. We, this year, we develop a new supervisors training, so everybody who is on the pipeline uh, to be a supervisor has this specific um, uh, basic training around what they need to do and and the leadership qualities. Um, We are also partnering with external uh, organizations to deliver uh, different modules uh, to groups of supervisors, which has been a lot of fun. People are enjoying learning together uh, and discussing uh, relevant issues together. Uh, We are also um, using a personal assessment to generate team building, and individual, aware, individual and team awareness. So that is helping, you know, people understand how our personal preferences is driving our behaviors at, at work and how do we impact our job and the team dynamics. Uh, since leadership, it's, it's there regardless of your hierarchy, it's really good for individuals to learn about themselves and, and learn it in a team environment. Those are the Absolutely. key three things that we're working with. Beautiful. Amy? What learning and development challenges have you been addressing around your work to develop your leaders at Hillsides? Well, we might be in different parts of the country, but we seem to be working with very similar profiles um, in so that, like Nancy, like Myrna, like Stacy, we also have cultivated internal leadership and like an internal career pathway for the outstanding clinician, just like spoke, you know, stated before, yet that skill set, while it was valued in the field and it's valued as they provide supervision hours and they cultivate other emerging clinicians, doesn't always necessarily generalize into the landscape of behavioral health. And for us in California, that landscape is ever-changing, and it's probably true across the country. It just looks different and maybe the names, obviously, obviously the names are different and the funding issues but the demands of that changing landscape and the industry demands of how to adapt quickly to it, sometimes there is a gap. And so specifically what we found is we have this cohort of leaders who have the willingness and the desire, the commitment and the alignment, but not the actual skill set quite yet, an emerging sense of that skill set surrounded around or centered around business acumen. So in particular, um, yeah. our organization launched a change leadership movement a couple years back I, under your direction, Tom, um, sponsored through the Alliance, and it sparked a lot of great conversation about what is our leadership profile and how can we adapt and continue to provide great service and be on the cutting edge and innovate 
with the talent that we have that we're committed to cultivating throughout the years. And what we decided was let's carve out a very practical approach of how we get and instill some of the technical skill sets, philosophical skill sets, to create that agility. And I know I'm talking in broad brushstrokes only because going through the topics one by one, it was a six-module um, leadership uh, training process that we started in February of last year. Um, mm-hmm. And in that, we called the transformational leadership, a little bit broad and perhaps cliche. Um, but what we wanted to do was group some cohorts of our leadership body consisting of 90 leaders. We grouped them and we customized the module where the underpinnings were around change leadership. So how do we find a common voice? How do we find the platform? How do we give them practical tools that they can use on the day-to-day? You know, what the people we were targeting were wedged between executive leadership and then the workforce. And they were facing mm-hmm. some very serious issues about how to meet the demands of both and stay and without the actual, I guess, the technical training around our financial structure. So to Mm -hmm. illustrate, the six modules touched upon developing a business acumen, how to to engage in critical conversations without destabilizing the workforce, how to help help onboard their teams into a movement of change while still maintaining an identity, and it's notable for me to share that we had a little uniqueness um, in our process and so that we were also merging with another organization when we launched mm-hmm. this module. So we had a complexity of issues um, as well as challenges in how do we create one identity, a common voice, instill hope and optimism while also training a technical skill set so that we are agile and prepared and cutting edge um, in our industry. Um, I think it was Nancy who talked about innovating, and that was principle for us um, as well, is to feel good about the failures. I know I, I laugh, I chuckle a little, because, you know, traditionally, I, me, myself, it's, I struggle with failure. But part of innovation is the iterative process. You know, try. Sure. Try fast, fail, be okay with it modify, move on. And helping people change their perspective on that was also part of the module. So in essence, we're still, we're in the last cohort of the module and we're drawing up a sustainability plan on how to maintain this momentum. Well, let me go back for a moment to Myrna and say, Myrna, what new approaches do you hope to develop in this area in the future? So something that we are looking at doing is to establish an ongoing supervisor uh, or supervision, I should say, program where we take all of our leadership qualities and really translate them into uh, something that it's practical, uh, that our leaders are practicing and coming back and discussing together. Um, So that, that would be... I think uh, the next step in our in our leadership development. Excellent, Amy. What new approaches do you hope to develop in the future? Well, our hope is 
um, sustainability, but then also improvement, and in particular, around innovating, around um, developing um, a more, I think, a more welcome sense of urgency. And I say that in a way that we have some folks that are, are pioneers, um, and then we have some folks that are our settlers, settlers, and we're looking for a crosswalk between them. Um, and part of that, I think, comes with developing that common voice and that common identity and that common goal, even though the players are changing constantly. And um, for us, mm-hmm. it's our industry that is pushing us um, and forcing us to do things out of um, our comfort zone. So my hope is a more unified front on embracing change and innovation, even if it means being uncomfortable. Beautiful. Well, we have to take another short break. Thanks both to Myrna and Amy for your wonderful suggestions. Stay with us when we come back. We're going to be talking with Nancy and Stacy. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. We're back. I'm Tom Wall, and with me is Hope Lou and our special guests, Myrna Malavi, Amy Lee Sanchez, Nancy Toscano, and Stacy Trushinsky Carlson. Now, in, this, in the last segment, Myrna and Amy were sharing their experiences in developing leaders. 
And in this segment, Hope Lou is going to be leading the discussion with Nancy and Stacy. Hope, over to you. Great. Nancy, can you tell us what have been your greatest successes from your efforts to develop a well-equipped workforce for UMFS? Happy to. So at UMFS, we really believe that a well-equipped, well-supported workforce begins with the leadership. And so the greatest success we've had relates to our investment in intentional and layered succession planning. So at every level of the organization, there's a significant amount of time and resources put into preparing the next generation of leaders. And it's ingrained at this point into the mindset of our leaders um, that it's a key part of their job to prepare the next person for their job. Um, So more specifically, um, for the last 10 years, we've had a group coaching program that's led by our executive team. Um, And then we've also, we have individual internal and external coaching opportunities. Uh, We hold quarterly leadership forums where we bring leaders from around the state um, with external speakers. Um, And then we have a strategy speaker series which helps our leaders get sparked with new information and knowledge from experts in our field, but also outside our field. And then we have a consultant work specifically with our program directors on various leadership and self-care topics um, so that they can be the best leader they can possibly be. And then lastly, we have a tiered, uh, tiered positions that allow staff to incrementally move uh, up in responsibilities We've done it the other way where people, um, we had a set um, tier of, of leadership opportunities, and we found that some people need that half uh, step up before they're ready for the next one. Great. So it sounds like you guys do a lot of work with staff to develop them into leaders, but what have been your greatest successes in your efforts to develop your current leaders for UMFS? So for uh, current leaders, um, again, we spend a lot of time bringing the outside in. Um, and so executive coaching helps. Um, we attend a lot of different confer- conferences and workshops and pull in people who are just a little bit um, outside our field to be able to um, make sure that, that we're, we're being as fresh thinking as possible. Oh, that's wonderful. Stacy. can you tell us what have been your greatest successes from your efforts to develop a well-equipped workforce for Nexus? Yes, absolutely. So we believe that some of our greatest successes to developing a well-equipped workforce start with the development and execution of a highly effective onboarding process. So our site training and development coordinators have just put so much effort into improving our onboarding experience from, you know, pre-onboarding, making personalized phone calls, um, a lunch in the first day of orientation, meet and greets, uh, a new employee, the new employee orientation being taught by experienced professionals, and then an ongoing mentoring program. Uh, we understand that the onboarding process can almost feel like you're trying to drink from a fire hose. So we really want to try to break it up and incorporate time in their new position just to gain some exposure and then return them back to 
to orientation to really discuss and process their experiences with others. Um, the work we do is hard, so giving them that that exposure ahead of time and being able to process has really been beneficial. Um, in addition, you know, we've developed, uh, as um, as others have mentioned, a, a career advancement ladder for, you know, our, our youth care professionals and our frontline staff. So, you know, while this advancement is optional, um, we have seen an increase in engagement and motivation of our, our frontline employees to advance, which has been really wonderful. So, you know, this advancement system is providing, you know, a clear framework for growth and advancement within the Nexus organization. Um, And definitely in the future, we plan to develop similar opportunities for for other positions, not just our frontline staff. Um, You know, and then also to aid in the professional development, uh, we use an online learning management system that's that's been beneficial. It's given our employees, foster parents, uh, even our board members, the freedom to complete just a variety of trainings at their own individual pace, um, as well as the ability to remain current, obviously, on compliance trainings, which, you know, we all have to see on top of. Um, You know, we also develop specialized trainings that are specific to the clientele in which we serve, whether it be, you know, mental health, behavioral health, or trauma-informed care. Wonderful. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your greatest successes and your efforts to develop well-equipped leaders for Nexus? Yeah, so just kind of with the similarities with the workforce, you know, including them, obviously, in the same onboarding process, making sure that they are being mentored and are having exposure to to their to their job ahead of time um, and, and offering those specialized trainings. We also strongly believe in the investment of our employees, whether the frontline staff or our clinical staff and our leaders. So investing in continuing education courses for all of our licensed professionals, um, as well as offering tuition reimbursement to encourage staff to further develop their careers. Um, You know, supervisor and leadership training is, is something that we're developing right now. Um, that we're putting a lot of time and effort into. So I'm excited about that. Um, and also, in addition to our current LM, uh, learning management system, or LMS, we have partnered with Franklin Covey and their all-access pass, which includes training courses and digital learning modules and a variety of tools and assessments geared towards leaders. So this has really provided our leaders with the opportunity to access you know, trainings on the seven habits of highly effective people, which most everybody knows, um, the six critical practices for leading a team or 13 behaviors of high trust um, definitely has been very beneficial to to our organization and to our leaders um, and just their their professional development as, as, as a team. Wow, what's going on there? Um, Nancy, can you tell us about what you're hoping to develop in the future in terms of new approaches? Yes. Um, the thing that we're most focused on lately is the topic of di- uh, diversity-driven succession planning. And it is related to learning because if we are going to create a true, authentic learning culture, we know a key piece of that learning comes from diversity at all levels and and specifically leaders. So we want to make sure we're doing that in the right way and really maximizing 
the impacts of having that diversity. We don't look at diversity from this perspective of just representation, um, which I know I know so, some or several do. Uh, we're interested in the the true value that comes when people have different lenses, and some of that can be race, gender, age, and some of the more um, overt ways, but also having family voice and youth voice at the table at all levels of the organization changes the conversation and changes the learning. So um, the executive team is spending some time working with uh, outside consultant and training to make sure that we are really um, focused on that in the right way. Excited about that. Wonderful. Yeah, Stacey, what, what's happening for the future for Nexus in terms of new approaches that you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. So we would like to revisit our succession planning as well and really develop from within and make sure that we are providing those opportunities for our frontline staff and and our leaders. We would also really like to focus on a more developed mentoring program, again, to develop um, our current and potential leaders. How do we How do we pick those potentials out of a crowd and and mentor them into being leaders. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you go through new employee orientation, you uh, sometimes you get acclimated and then you kind of fall to the wayside. So we really want to make sure that that's not happening so that, in, you know, we're revisiting and making sure that we're developing them and continuing that development at three months, six months, you know, a year, two years, five years, whatever it may be. Wonderful. I think I'm going to kick it back over to Tom. Um, thank you, Nancy and Stacy, for uh, engaging with us in this very inspiring conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe we could just ask one brief question of each of you. Nancy, what's the single most important thing that you've discovered about learning and development? Discovered that learning happens well beyond the classroom or sort of more traditional methods, that much of it happens in the day-to-day interactions, and we need to maximize that and offer some structure to make sure that learning happens on the day-to-day. Beautiful. Stacy. what's the single most important thing that you've discovered about learning and development? Um. You know, it, I would have to say that the the time and investment that you put into, as an organization puts into their employees, directly influences whether or not they're going to leave or stay. So investing yeah. in them from, you know, pre-onboarding to onboarding until, you know, their last day as an employee is is so, so important. So... Um, invest in that. Invest in them so that they that they want to stay and that they do stay. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks to Hope, Nancy, and Stacy for this segment. When we return, we're going to ask everybody to offer some advice to other leaders in the field who are working in the area of learning and development. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. We're back. I'm Tom Wall, and with me is Hope Lou and our special guests, Myrna Malavi, Amy Lee Sanchez, Nancy Toscano, and Stacy Trishinsky Carlson. In the last segment, Hope was discussing some successful approaches for developing a well-equipped workforce and for leadership development with Nancy and Stacy. In this final segment, we'd like everyone who's been on the show with us here today to offer a bit of advice for those who are working in the learning development area of our field. One of the things that we have discussed today is that so many of the things that everyone is talking about is what everybody else is working on. So, Hope, let's start off with you. What advice do you have for other leaders in the field who are working in the learning and development area? Sure. Thanks, Tom. I would say we've all sat through trainings that we wish we hadn't had to sit through. And in order to avoid that, I would just encourage everyone to look at the training through the eyes of the person that you're trying to reach. Look at it through the eyes of the learner. Consider what is their work like? What is their personal life like? What barriers might exist for them to apply what you're trying to get them to learn to their work? And then develop the learning around those constraints. If you keep the heart of the learner at the center of your learning, it's going to be that much more successful because the learner is going to see right away that you understand them and the constraints that they work under. So I always advocate for the learner whenever I design a training. That's excellent. And, you know, Hope, one of the things that you're also suggesting 
is try and keep the process of learning and development a reciprocal, dynamic, two-way conversation so that, of course, we're offering uh, training and opportunities for our staff, but we're also asking them what it is that they want and what it is they need and what do they think about what we're already doing. Good points. Myrna, what's your thought? What advice do you have to offer for the other leaders in our field? Well, I specifically, will, I specifically will talk about leadership development. I think it's a critical pillar to really um, develop our people, their careers. Uh, but there is so much out there that you can that you can select from. That mm-hmm. my advice is: be very thoughtful around what are your company's values, what is the culture that you're trying to to promote within the within, within the agency, and based on that, develop the critical skills that are needed and engage your senior leadership to be the first ones who are role modeling those skills. Because without them, no matter what trainings you put out there, it's not going to stick if it's not something integrated across the organization. Well, you know, Myrna, it's so important when you're talking about values and cultures and skills. And I have to make sure that all three of those are working together. And what we have found, certainly in the work that the Alliance has done in helping organizations to transform themselves, is that if you don't have very active and ongoing and almost continuous conversations about those three topics, what do we value? What is the culture of our organization now, and what does it need to be in order for us to fulfill our mission? And what are the skills that we have to develop in order to advance our mission? Good points. Excellent points. Amy? What advice do you have for the other leaders in our field? Oh, I, don't, I think the segment is um, too short for me to go through my laundry list, but what comes to mind is... No, go ahead. People. Go ahead. We really are yeah. very interested in hearing your thoughts, Amy. To be bold and to snuff out that naysayer inner voice, the one that says it's impossible, and thinking back about launching our transformational leadership a module across our leadership cohort here at Hillsides with, you know, all of the underpinnings of the change leadership concepts. It was, it was so um, abstract, um, and we made it into a practical, applicable process for the leadership. And so thinking about hearing that naysayer voice, internal voice of, it's going to be impossible. The conditions are always impossible, Whatever the time, whatever the era, the administration, I think the conditions will always be impossible. And, and really being bold and challenging yourself and challenging the notion that business as usual is okay, I think is a very critical step and my best advice. Um, another thing that comes to mind um, thinking about leadership is great leadership also requires great followership meaning great leaders can, must also know how to follow. Um, so really breaking down this image of leadership as this vertical, I think, um, would be a, another good first step um, for those you know, who are interested in starting this journey. Aligning the one voice, the one voice, the one purpose, um, and above all, inspiring and ensuring that there's hope amidst constant change. So when I think about what we've accomplished in the last three years with reform measures in California, above all, 
our CEO and our CEO has done a great job inspiring hope and optimism despite the changing market and industry that we're in. Um, and there's nothing wrong with strategic disruption, not destabilization of workforce. There's nothing wrong when there is a very strategic disruption um, of a business model that needs to evolve. So quite a few snippets of advice, I guess. Beautiful. Love it. Nancy, what's your advice? Yeah, so my advice is that a learning culture has to permeate the organization, and it requires a tolerance and almost like a celebration of failure. And the, that is um, unusual for some staff when they're first coming in, but it really has helped to make sure that we're maximizing the learning that exists on a day-to-day The other piece of advice is when designing a training curriculum, you want to focus on the backwards design, what's the outcome you're seeking, and then create that excellent feedback loop beyond surveys to know if your learning is having having the impact that you intend. Uh, We don't want to forget about the leader's professional development, even at an executive level, because they really are the models of and culture carriers for your organization um, and the values that it holds. Outstanding. Stace, what's your advice? Yeah, thank you. As stated stated in the last segment, I highly encourage you to invest in your employees and leaders as they have the greatest influence over productivity and the effectiveness of the workforce. So as far as investing, investing in them, focusing not only on the development of great learning opportunities and trainings, but also focusing on the skills application. So you can have some of the greatest trainings and the best development processes out there, but if your employees cannot apply those newly acquired skills to their work, then what difference and what change are we really making? So. Allowing them to, you know, we've heard failure a couple times, to try these new skills out and fail and try them again. And eventually their skills will, will get better and will, they'll just continue to develop. Outstanding. Well, in the last segment, we had an opportunity to hear the answer from Nancy and Stacy about what's the single most important thing that you've discovered about learning and development. And we we need to hear uh, the answer to that uh, from from Amy and and Myrna and Hope as well. So, Amy, uh, if I could ask you that question, what's the single most important thing that you've discovered about learning and development? I would have to say joining and followership. Um, What the Alliance has brought to our organization is um, an invigoration and almost like uh, reintroduction to sharpening that tool through networking, discussions, seminars, and above all, reading. And one of the things that comes to mind out of this process is being a great leader means being a great follower and allowing the workforce and cultivating a relationship with the workforce so that there is joining um, that helps um, with creating that one identity, um, uplifts morale, and sets the ball in motion. And I would say that followership and joining are probably the number one thing that I've learned. Outstanding. Myrna, what's the single most important thing that you've discovered about learning and development? 
I guess I will say that it's ever-changing. I mean, technology is throwing at us so many new ways to receive information, and you have different people receiving that information in different ways that you have to keep up. You have to use technology on your side. Um, you have to make it interesting for for um, for whoever is receiving. I think Hope was uh, talking about that. Make sure that that you understand all the different preferences and that you are tailoring the learning experience to to the person who is learning. Great. Hope, you get to close us out today. <laughs> What's the single most important thing that you've discovered about learning and development? I think the most important thing that I've discovered is that as a learning and development professional, I always have to role model both the teacher and the learner. You know, a lot of times when you're in communication with people and I'm working with the subject matter expert around whatever learning it is we're, you know, we're, we're trying to create, I have to put myself both in the role of learner to try and figure out what angle I should approach the learning from, but I also have to communicate how learning is different from knowledge sharing. You know, there's a whole bunch of knowledge out there but it's not learning. And so, you know, working with people and, and educating them about what learning is and what it isn't um, and what makes it effective and what it doesn't is probably the thing that has been most helpful to me in my career. Outstanding. Well, this has been an absolutely wonderful show today, and I thank everyone. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. My thanks go out to our guest panelist, Hope Lou. And to our special guests, Myrna Malavi and Amy Lee Sanchez and Nancy Toscano and to Stacy Trushinsky Carlson. Please tune in again next time when we'll offer another episode of Leadership Matters. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.